Remember, history lives on through the stories we tell. I'm Peter, and this is Who Died Today, the podcast that explores the lives of famous individuals on the day they passed away. Today we're delving into the extraordinary life of Ken Kesey, a profound American novelist and cultural figure best known for his novel One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Kesey's work and advocacy for the counterculture movement in the 1960s shaped an era of change and questioning. Today marks the 22nd anniversary of his death. So without any further ado, let's dive into the early life of Ken Kesey. Part 1 Rustic Beginnings and Creative Stirrings, 1935-1956 Ken Elton Kesey was born into the rural heartland of America in the small town of La Junta, California, during the windswept autumn of 1935. His parents, Geneva and Frederick A. Kesey, were hardworking dairy farmers, a vocation that instilled in young Ken an appreciation for nature's rhythms and the value of manual labor. His family moved to Springfield, Oregon when Ken Kesey was just a child, seeking the verdant pastures of the Pacific Northwest to sustain their farming dreams. Growing up, Kesey was surrounded by the storytelling traditions of his family, particularly the vivid tales spun by his grandmother, which would later infuse his writings with their mythic qualities. Kesey's childhood was colored by adventures in the lush landscapes of Oregon, Adventures that would seed his future creative works with a sense of place and primacy of the natural world. As a student at Springfield High School, Kesey was not only an earnest scholar, but also an acclaimed athlete. His wrestling prowess earned him a state championship title, a sport taught that taught him about discipline, strategy, and the dance between physicality and thought, themes that would permeate his later literary endeavors. After high school, Kesey continued to pursue wrestling at the University of Oregon while also expanding his intellectual horizons. He delved into the world of theater and writing, finding a passion for expression that transcended the spoken word to the powerful articulation of the human experience to the page. Kesey's college years were marked by a burgeoning sense of individualism and an inclination towards the counterculture. He participated in the Reserve Officers Training Corps, or ROTC, but also began to question the status quo, developing a skepticism of institutional authority that would later define much of his work. After graduating with a degree in speech and communication in 1957, Kesey's life took a pivotal turn. He married his high school sweetheart, Faye Haxby, and embarked on a path that would soon lead him to the prestigious Wallace Stegner, writing fellowship at Stanford University. There, amidst the fertile intellectual climate of the Beat Generation and the San Francisco Renaissance, Kesey's voice as a writer began to emerge with clarity and force. It was a time of both personal and artistic gestation, as Kesey embraced his role as a budding author and new father. His experiences during these formative years laid the foundation for his ascent as a leading figure of the American literary landscape. Kesey's early life, steeped in the dual soils of agrarian roots and academic rigor, was a prelude to the revolutionary impact he would have on the cultural consciousness of the nation. Part 2. Literary Ascendancy and Psychedelic Experimentation, 1957-1967 Ken Kesey's journey into the literary and cultural zeitgeist of America began in earnest with the entry into the creative writing program at Stanford University. 
Under the tutelage of Wallace Stegner, a renowned author and environmentalist, Kesey found himself in a crucible of intellectual ferment. The Stanford program exposed him to a cohort of talented peers and the dynamic literary theories that would inform his narrative style. Kesey's experimental nature soon led him beyond the bounds of conventional fiction. His role as a volunteer in government-sponsored drug trials, where he was administered mind-altering substances, including LSD, became a pivotal influence in his perspective. These psychedelic experiences imbued him with a profound sense of expanded consciousness and a desire to break free from societal constraints, which he channeled into his writing. In 1962, Kesey's first novel, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, was published, catapulting him to literary fame. The novel, a biting critique of institutional authority and a celebration of individuality, mirrored Kesey's own ethos. It drew on his experiences working the night shift at Menlo Park Veterans Hospital, where he encountered patients who would become characters in his literary tableau. Kesey's second novel, Sometimes a Great Notion, followed in 1964, further cementing his reputation as a writer of profound insight into the human spirit. Set against the backdrop of a logging community in Oregon, the novel explored the themes of existentialism and family dynamics, showcasing Kesey's ability to intertwine personal narrative with broader societal commentary. During this period, Kesey formed the Merry Pranksters, a collective of like-minded individuals who shared his passion for breaking social norms and expanding consciousness. The group's legendary cross-country trip in a psychedelic bus named Further was a physical and metaphorical journey that sought to challenge the status quo at every turn. The Prankster's exploits became emblematic of the 1960s counterculture, with Kesey at the helm as a charismatic leader. Their adventures were immortalized in Tom Wolfe's The Electric Kool-Aid Acid Test, which documented the group's acid-fueled escapades and their role in the burgeoning psychedelic movement. Kesey's influence extended beyond literature into the realm of social activism. He participated in the Acid Test, public parties featuring LSD as a central sacrament, which played a significant role in shaping the psychedelic culture of the era. Kesey saw these gatherings not merely as hedonistic revels, but also as ceremonies to awaken greater societal awareness. However, Kesey's confrontations with the law, including arrests for marijuana possession, marked a period of tumult. His renegade lifestyle and advocacy for drug use put him at odds with authorities, culminating in a brief flight from justice to Mexico in 1966. Upon his return to the United States, Kesey retreated from the public eye, ending his involvement with the acid tests and focusing on his family and writing. The era of psychedelic exploration had transformed Kesey, instilling in him a philosophy that would resonate through his works and influence the cultural dialogue for decades to come. Part 3 Retreat, Reflection, and Legacy, 1967-1984 The latter part of the 1960s marked a period of withdrawal for Ken Kesey. After the whirlwind of the Merry Pranksters and the Acid Test, he sought solace in a quieter existence. Kesey purchased a farm in Pleasant Hill, Oregon, where he settled into a more domestic life with his family. This retreat from the limelight was not a, the abandonment of his ideals, but rather a shift in focus, and he continued to advocate for the value of community and environmental stewardship. 
In the early 70s, Kesey largely stepped away from the chaotic public persona he had cultivated, turning inward to concentrate on his writing. He published several works during this time, though none would achieve the critical acclaim of his earlier novels. These lesser-known works, however, showcased Kesey's continued experimentation with form and his ever-evolving philosophical outlook. Kesey also returned to academia, albeit in a different capacity than his student days at Stanford. He served as an instructor for a graduate writing seminar at the University of Oregon, sharing his experiences and nurturing the next generation of writers. His unconventional teaching methods mirrored his unorthodox approach to life and literature, emphasizing the importance of authentic voice and the power of narrative. Despite his relative seclusion, Kesey remained a cultural figurehead, a symbol of a transformative era in American history. His farm became a gathering place for a new generation of pranksters, artists, and activists who sought his mentorship and inspiration. Kesey's influence extended into environmental activism as he used his platform to speak on behalf of ecological causes, aligning with the growing environmental movement of the 1970s. During this time, Kesey faced personal tragedies, including the loss of his son in a vehicle accident, which profoundly affected him and his family. His response to such grief was to turn to his community and to his writing, seeking solace in the shared human experience and the cathartic power of storytelling. In the early 1980s, Kesey experienced a resurgence of interest in his work, spurred by the countercultural revival and rediscovery of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest through its adaptation into an Academy Award-winning film. While he had little involvement in the film, its success introduced his work to new audiences and rekindled interest in his contributions to literature and culture. Part 4 The Final Curtain and Enduring Influence, 1984 to 2001. As the 1980s progressed, Ken Kesey reemerged into the public eye, not as a countercultural provocateur of the past, but as a seasoned storyteller whose experiences resonated with a society looking back at the legacy of the 1960s. His lectures and appearances at colleges and festivals around the country rekindled interest in his philosophies on individuality, freedom, and the establishment. During this time, Kesey continued to write, though he would never again attain the commercial success of his earlier novels. His later works, which included Demon Box and Sailor's Song, were met with a mixed critical reception, but were nonetheless celebrated by his loyal followers for their originality and refusal to adhere to convention. In 1992, Kesey embarked on a new adventure, organizing a revival of the Merry Pranksters' fabled bus trip this time with a new bus called Further 2. Accompanied by a group of old and new pranksters, Kesey aimed to recapture the spirit of the 1960s while acknowledging the changed cultural landscape. The journey was captured in the documentary Magic Trip, which was released posthumously, further cementing Kesey's status as an American icon of the counterculture. As the new millennium approached, Kesey continued to be an advocate for change, using his platform to promote environmental awareness and social justice. His farm remained a hub for communal living and a testament to his commitment to living in harmony with the land. Kesey also participated in performances and readings, often collaborating with other writers and artists, demonstrating that his creative spirit remained undiminished. 
Kesey's final years were marked by a sense of closure and reflection. In 1997, he published Last Go-Round, a novel co-written with Ken Babs, which revisited the Old West, a setting that had fascinated him since his youth. The novel was a nod to the enduring mythos of the American frontier, and its parallels with the countercultural movement he had once led. On November 10th, 2001, Ken Kesey died at the age of 66 due to complications from liver surgery. His passing was mourned by those who saw him as a symbol of a bygone era of experimentation and boundary pushing. Tributes poured in from across the world, from fans whose lives had been touched by his work, and from those who had followed him on his journeys across America's physical and cultural landscape. Kesey's legacy is multifaceted. He is remembered as a literary pioneer, a countercultural icon, and an advocate for environmentalism, as well as a champion of the human spirit. His work continues to be studied and celebrated, and his life story serves as an inspiration to those who seek to live authentically and challenge the status quo. In the end, Ken Kesey's journey from the foothills of Oregon to the heights of literary and cultural significance left a lasting mark on American culture. His vision of a society unshackled from conformity and his relentless pursuit of truth through storytelling remain as relevant today as they were in the height of his fame. Kesey's message that each person has within them the power to create change continues to resonate, ensuring that his influence endures well beyond his lifetime. And that brings us to the end of today's episode on Ken Kesey, an influential novelist and a pivotal figure of the psychedelic era. He's also who died today, November 10th. Additionally, if you enjoyed today's episode and want a visual of what Ken Kesey looked like, please follow our Instagram, who period died period today. Lastly, make sure to rate us wherever you are listening and share with friends and family. Also, try to give us a like or a five-star review. Join us next time on Who Died Today as we explore the life of another remarkable individual who made a lasting and indelible mark on history. I'm your host, Peter, and thank you for listening.